0: And on this week's show, we talk to Cameroon's Andre Onana, one of Africa's most successful goalkeepers. He's the first choice keeper for Dutch Giants Ajax Amsterdam. He tells us about his career and his hopes to move to the English Premier League.
1: Yeah, why not? I think it's the best league in the world. When you are the best, you always want to play the best league. That's why I'm thinking
0: to go there. And we ask why there are so few African goalkeepers who've done well in Europe at the top clubs. And also, is Mohamed Salah one of several top players suffering from World Cup burnout? Well, Stuart has some hard-hitting comments on this one. Of course there's pressure in playing the World Cup. But the players had at least
2: three weeks off before the new season. Now, most people in most jobs don't get three weeks summer holiday.
0: Uh, So that's coming up later. But first, what an exciting week of qualifiers we had for the 2019 Africa Cup of Nations, with match days three and four being played in the space of seven days, with teams playing back-to-back matches against the same opponents. Four teams have now qualified already, with two games to spare. That's Madagascar, Senegal, Tunisia and Egypt. Several teams are almost there. Some lost a lot of ground. Others are already eliminated. Well, Madagascar are the 40th different team to qualify in the history of the Africa Cup of Nations. They beat Equatorial Guinea 1-0 to qualify for the first time, and well done to them, Solomon. I'm really happy for
3: Madagascar. Madagascan football definitely has come of age, qualifying for the first time in their history. I think it's it's really important for us to look back and see and ask ourselves how Madagascar really did it. Uh, but also there's Senegal who left it late to get the win they needed in Sudan to clinch a place in the finals alongside Madagascar from the same group that is Group A. In uh, Group J, traditional uh, leaders, Egypt and Tunisia, help each other to qualify if they both won in Group J. You know, they, they they did well there, while Tunisia maintained their 100% winning record with a 2-1 victory over Niger.
0: So they've made it already, and at Zimbabwe are just a point away from qualifying after taking four points off DR Congo, ranked as number three in Africa with Zimbabwe a lowly 30th. The Warriors won 2-1 away in Kinshasa and then drew 1-1 here in Harare. I spoke to Warriors star Karma Billiot, who plays for Kaiser Chiefs in South Africa.
1: Uh, the boys did well and uh, give credit to uh, the fans, everyone who have been supporting us. It has been tough
0: but the uh, guys uh, really did well and uh, I believe this result can take us further. I think we're already looking forward to Cameroon 2019, the AFCON finals. Is this Zimbabwe side going to be better than the one that was in Gabon even? Um, it's always a work in progress. Um, we always want to do
1: better every time. and uh, yeah. Uh, we- Some of the players are still here and and, uh, I think we can take whatever we we have experienced in Gabon and uh,
0: take it to, to the guys that were not there and be better. The DR Congo strike force consisted of the man who's unofficially Africa's most expensive player, China-based Cedric Bakambu. Also there, Yannick Balassi of Aston Villa and Benek Afobi of Wolves. But uh, DR Congo have failed to win this year, and they clearly are not working as a team. Zimbabwe defender teenage Hadebe had an outstanding game against those strikers, despite the fact that he conceded an own goal in the first half under pressure. But he managed to keep his Composure and to keep the drc out i 'm disappointed with my own goal, but these things they happen in football
4: that 's how football is as a player you have to be mentally strong and keep pushing
0: an own goal but many are saying you were the man of the match with that uh, great defensive performance otherwise
4: yeah for me i'm happy with my performance because sometimes if i 'm a defender if I score an on goal sometimes many of the players we get down, but me, I managed to continue working hard and push hard. I'm sure, I'm well done to the team. Next time, we'll try to bring positive results. I'm sure it's always not bad for us. We'll continue working hard. We'll continue where we left. I'm sure we'll
0: end up this group and B10 We'll try our best to make the nation happy. So that's Zimbabwe defender Teenage Hadebe showing that if things go wrong in life, like that own goal, you can still focus, do your best and pick up. So Zimbabwe need just a point now away to Liberia in their next game to qualify. Nigeria almost there too. The Super Eagles won 3-2 away to Libya with two more goals for Odion Igalo, who got a hat-trick when they played last Saturday. And Uganda on the verge of qualification too, with a five-point lead in Group L, after winning 2-0 in Lesotho. When Odion Nogalo getting his first hat-trick for Nigeria in the first game,
3: and, and then the second game now, we saw him getting two goals, and he's got ten goals so far. And this is a player who was on the, on the brink of uh, retiring from playing for the national team, because... Uh, of the intimidation and threats his family, his wife and kids got from football fans uh, after his performance at the World Cup in Russia. Uh, Two teams qualify from these groups. I still put money in South Africa and uh, Nigeria so far.
0: Well, so we see how it goes for them. Uh, Seven teams eliminated already. Botswana are out. Eswatini, formerly known as Swaziland, also out. Equatorial Guinea, Niger, the Seychelles, South Sudan and Sudan are eliminated with two games still to play. Uh, So the next matches will be next month and the final games in March of next year and the Africa Cup of Nations finals in Cameroon, June and July with the competition expanded to 24 teams. We're next here on Planet Sport Football Africa, brought to you by Passion for Sport, to our interview with one of Africa's most successful goalkeepers. That's Cameroon's Andre Onana, who's the first choice keeper for Dutch Giants Ajax Amsterdam, with 70 appearances for them and seven appearances for the Indomitable Lions. His main rival for the goalkeeper's jersey in the Cameroon team is his cousin Fabrice Ondoa. Now, Anana is only 22 years old. He came through the Samuel Eto'o Academy before moving to Barcelona and then to the Netherlands three years ago. Planet Sport Football Africa's and G.A. Eno Ebay spoke exclusively to Anana when he was in Cameroon for their game against Malawi and first asked about his career so far.
1: My career, is, I think, now is going very good. I'm very happy for what I'm doing, of course. When I have to look in the past, it was not easy. I had to fight a lot, so now I need to fight a lot to improve, to be better and better. But still, I'm still young goalkeeper, I have a lot of things to learn, so I'm just focused with football and try to be the best.
4: You talk about your the start of your career not being an easy one going from the streets of Yaoundé to playing for Ajax of Amsterdam, transiting through FC Barcelona. Talk to us about that period when you were in FC Barcelona, talented keeper, and then you decided to make a switch to go to Ajax. Was it an easy decision for you? Of course, no, it
1: was not easy because, you know, it's not always easy to change the country. New life, new city, you know. New language, new food. New language, new food, new people, you know. But I think I made a really good decision because right now I'm the first goalkeeper of Ajax Amsterdam. But it was not easy because because uh, when I went to Ajax, I was not first. No one didn't expect to be first.
4: You were behind Jasper Silesen?
1: Yeah, I was behind Jasper Silesen. Jasper Silesen he was a fantastic goalkeeper, so it was not easy to be second goalkeeper. But uh, with work, with luck, I made it. I'm very really happy now. But in Barcelona, I had a really great time. I was there six years. So he was very really happy with me, but in the end, what I saw, it was not possible to make the step to the first team, so that's why I decided to leave.
4: Did you expect your career to hit the high? that it's gotten to today when you go to Ajax? So soon, no. But,
1: you know, with work, you, and you can arrive everywhere. I'm very happy how the is going, and um, that's it. What's the
4: experience like playing for Cameroon's national football team?
1: It's something special. no I'm proud to play for my country. I'm very happy to come here, but I need to show a lot now because people are not used to me yet. But <laughs>
4: <laughs> does it come with pressure?
1: No, but in the end, I'm used to play games with pressure. For me, it really doesn't matter against who we play. I just try to gonna do the same thing. I'm Gonna do my best, of course. Here yeah, they are used to see different goalkeeper because they were playing a little bit different. Because I take some race I play. A lot with food, I go more out, you know, they are used to see different types of goalkeeper. But I think if they want me to be here, they have to be used to it.
4: What are your ambitions or expectations playing with the national team? We can
1: and qualify for the World Cup. No? If it's possible, go as so far as possible.
4: And what about Ajax? Ajax? Ajax is
1: doing good. We are second in the league behind PSV. We are first in the group in Champions League. You know, I think I things are going very good. But also of course, also for me, it's, uh, it's one step. No? I have to go to another one. But I'm still calm. You know, I have a lot of options. I will see what, what I'm going to do in the end of the season.
4: The Premier League is one of the best in the world the couple of teams there that um, were interested in you are you already thinking about going to the Premier League someday
1: yeah why not I think it's the best league in the world when you are the best you always want to play the best league that's why I'm thinking to go there
4: Andre I see you have a rosary on your neck talk to us about the role that um, faith has got in your career I see you're a very religious person before going on to the pitch you pray after the game you pray how important is Christianity in your life as player?
1: Yeah, you know I think it's the more important thing in my life first of all I'm coming for the really poor family no, know so for me, God is everything. He decides everything on my life. Till where I'm now, you know, I'm I'm very happy. I'm you know, praying every day. And I hope he's going to take me safely and he's going to help me to have a great career.
4: And you also see that you're into a lot of charity. You give a lot. You organize a lot of charity. What does this mean for you? It mean a lot. I think it's
1: important for us to help people who who don't have. Because I'm coming even from the poor family. Player like Eto took my hands, then bring me to Barcelona. I think now it's my time to help young players and help people if it's possible. You know, it's of course I'm not always gonna do it, but when it's possible I try to do.
4: Fabrice on is your cousin. Yeah. What's the relationship that you have with him?
1: Good relationship. We have a very good relationship. Doesn't matter who it's playing, eh? Listen, yesterday <laughs> I was with him till in the night. So we was talking the funny thing is people sometimes they're texting me like yeah we're not gonna play blah blah blah. Fabrice is here. Fabrice and me, we are very really good we have fantastic relationship. It's really good. Um of course but in the pitch everyone wanna play and it's normal, you know. I don't wanna be on the bench. He doesn't want to be on the bench. It's normal so we have to fight it together and see who is the best for the team.
4: And John, on a last question, Cameron is going to host the 2019 Africa Cup of Nations. You are in the team, you know the players better, where do you think this team may end up? In the final, we're going to, wait. I expect us to win, no? We have amazing
1: players, we have good team. we have good trainers, but we have a lot of team to do yet, you know, because it's just a new process, so we have to make good cohesion, and if we have that, everything is going to be good for us.
0: So that's Ajax and Cameroon goalkeeper Andre Onana speaking to Planet Sport Football Africa's and GNOE Bay in Yaoundé. And Onana perhaps could go on to do as well as two other Cameroon goalkeepers. Uh, many would say Thomas Nkono is the best African keeper ever. He was at his peak in the 80s with over 300 appearances for Espanyol in Spain. Also, there's Joseph-Antoine Bell, who had a long career in France in the 80s and 90s, including 109 appearances for Marseille. But uh, Stuart, we've talked about this before. There are very few African goalkeepers who've done well at Europe at the top clubs.
2: When you think of the number of African players in all positions who have excelled in the Premier League or in Europe, it is strange that so few African goalkeepers have made an impression in Europe. There are currently 88 goalkeepers under contract at English Premier League clubs and not one African. In Italy, there are 89 in Serie A and two are Africans. There are 60 goalkeepers at the Spanish La Liga clubs, again two Africans. But going back to the Premier League, throughout its 25-year history, I cannot recall one African goalkeeper. Curiously, Tim Howard Sheka Heslop and David James are the only black goalkeepers I can think of to have played in the Premier League. There's Carl Akimi who played 190 games for Wolves, but none of them in the Premier League, before he had to retire with leukaemia. While he is Nigerian by nationality, he was born and grew up in England, so doesn't fit the model we're looking for of a goalkeeper coming from Africa and succeeding in Europe. Alfred Gumi, 25, from Senegal, is a Torino player in Italy but has never got a game for the first team. But he's currently on loan at SPAL, also a Serie A team in Italy, and is playing regularly. SPAL, incidentally, have a second Senegalese goalkeeper, Demba Tiamso, he's 20 and is yet to play in the first team. In Spain, Yassim Bounou from Morocco is playing regularly for Harona in La Liga. Real Betis have a Moroccan goalkeeper, Issa Siodi, but he's yet to get a first team game. As well as Andre Onana that we heard from at Ajax, there have been a number of African goalkeepers who have made a career in Europe. Victor Enyama, uh, Nigeria, played for six years in Israel and four in France with Lille. Idris Kameni from Cameroon played 13 years in Spain and is now the second goalkeeper with Fenerbahce in Turkey. Mamadou Samasa from Mali played 11 seasons in France. Munir from Morocco
0: has been in Spain for 8 seasons but never in the top division. Thanks, Stuart. Uh, So puzzling, isn't it, Uh, why so many Africans have shone in Europe as strikers, as midfielders and as defenders, but very few as goalkeepers. Andre Anana at Ajax, one of the most successful African keepers ever. Asking for your thoughts on this on social media this week. Can more African goalkeepers do well at the big clubs in Europe? You can send us your thoughts on this on Facebook, on our page, Planet Sport Football Africa. You can post a comment there or get in touch on WhatsApp on plus 4479 That's plus 4479 As Stuart says, the English Premier League has never had an African goalkeeper. Can more African keepers do well at Europe's top clubs? This is Planet Sport Football Africa, brought to you by Passion for Sport. And you can download our app and listen to the show anytime and access past programs too in our archive. To download, go to the Play Store or the Apple iTunes App Store and enter Planet Sport Football Africa. You can also listen on our new look website, Planet Sport TV. Our other shows are there too. That's Planet Sport and the Planet Sport Rugby podcast. And interviews with sports stars including Kaka of Brazil and Collins Fai of Cameroon. Also pictures of the whole team and a bit of information about all of us in the About Us section. That's of our new look website, planetsport.tv. And now we turn to social media. On last week's show, we spoke about the current form of Egypt and Liverpool forward Mohamed Salah. We discussed his somewhat slow start to the English Premier League season following his record-breaking campaign of last year where he scored 44 goals. With three goals in eight games so far this time, many fans will be expecting the explosive forward to find his form sooner rather than later. So we asked if you feel that Salah has lost his touch or if it's still too early to tell. On Facebook, Philip Kanu in The Gambia says, if you look at strikers like Harry Kane, Lukaku and Aguero, they're scoring goals in the early Premier League games, but this season for Salah, it's different. Emmanuel Ejike Prince in Cameroon appears to have more confidence in Salah though, saying he will get at least 20 goals this season. On what's up, and Abinna in Nigeria has a similar point of view. I think it's too early to say, says Abinna. So far in the Premier League, Salah has the highest number of shots on goal, so he hasn't lost his confidence just yet. Even if he doesn't match last season's goal tally, he will come good very soon, says Abinna. And Sonny Armstrong in Cameroon says, every match I watch Mo Salah play, I expect to catch a glimpse of last season, but what I see is most frustrating. He'll unfortunately get into the category of a one-season star. I hope Salah gets his touch back soon, because Africans need names to be proud of. The generation of Eto and Drogba is gone, says Ansanyi. Ebrema in the Gambia believes there's a clear reason behind Salah's struggles in front of goal. He's losing focus and this began after his incident with Sergio Ramos in the Champions League final, says Ebrema. In fact, that even affected his World Cup performance. And Khalifa Sanyang in China agrees that he's perhaps not 100% fit. I think he's a little tired after the World Cup, but definitely hasn't lost his touch. He'll score at least 20 goals this season, says Khalifa, and hopefully win a major title. Many of the comments we got this week also highlighted the possible reasons for Salah's tough start to the season. Patrick Mwamlima in Malawi says he's put too much pressure on himself to match his exploits of last season as people now have their eyes on him. Let's wait and see in the coming games, says Patrick. Dan Ogega in Kenya agrees, saying after that record-breaking season, it's natural for him to be struggling to measure up to that again so soon. He's not Messi or Ronaldo, but I bet Salah will improve as the season goes on for sure. But he won't be the player of last season, says Dan. Patumani Baji in the Gambia sees that Salah's teammates are the main issue. He can do what he did last season again if his relationship with Sadio Mane is 100%, says Pa. But I'm studying things and they seem to be not right due to the fact that Mane fights for his own goals rather than working collectively and being creative in the team. However, Noble Botamani, also in Malawi, thinks that everyone needs to wait and be patient. He hasn't lost his touch. He will get better, says Noble. Asiku Lawrence in Uganda is on the same page, saying, Yes, it's too early to say, but I don't expect Salah to exhibit the same great form of last season. But he might catch up, though, says Asiku. And from Zambia, Mwinga Maimbalua says he might find it hard to reach or better the milestones he set last season. But one thing we can be assured of is that he will score at least 20 goals across all competitions. A fair prediction there from Mwenga. And Gamo says players lose form now and again, but the best always bounce back. Uh, one encouraging sign was that Salah scored for Egypt direct from a corner kick against Eswatini last weekend, although he did pick up an injury there. Final word on this goes to Ali Mami Fofana in the Gambia, who got in touch on WhatsApp voice note. Yes, of course, it's
4: too early for us to just say, like, he lost his form, you know, like, form he came from the injury. He never performed, like, last season. What's hey, this is Mami Salah. Don't get doubts. It will do something you know, people will never expect. Let's see before the end of the Maybe after January, we'll see what's going to happen.
0: Well, I have to say I'm rather more concerned than Ali Mammy there because I'm seeing uh, Mohamed Salah getting into positions where goals would have come last season, but it doesn't quite seem to be happening right now for him. Thanks so much for all of those comments and something interesting on this, uh, former Liverpool midfielder Paul Ince says Salah has endured something of a World Cup hangover or burnout uh, much like Paul Pogba and England manager Gareth Southgate thinks that English Premier League players have suffered because the competition started so early after the World Cup. Uh, the Premier League started 26 days after the World Cup final. Southgate says he thinks there's a lack of psychological freshness rather than the physical aspect. Uh, what do you make of that Stuart?
2: I'm afraid I'm struggling to have a lot of sympathy with footballers who are tired, whether that's physically or psychologically I can't help recalling what the former Liverpool and Zimbabwe goalkeeper Bruce Grobler said, when you've served in the army and seen colleagues being killed, playing professional football doesn't seem that stressful Former England striker Cyril Regis who sadly died this year didn't become a professional footballer until he was 19. Before that, he told me he was up at 6 o'clock every morning to work as an electrician. He never forgot that, and it helped him to appreciate life in professional football. Of course, there's pressure in playing in the World Cup, but the players had at least three weeks off before the new season. Now, most people, in most jobs, don't get three weeks summer holiday. Footballers aren't that badly paid either. Plus, they're surrounded by an entourage of coaches, fitness traders, sports psychologists, etc., who are there to help them to be at their best. So I'm afraid I don't buy this argument about a lack of psychological freshness.
0: Oh, so uh, no sympathy there from Stuart. And it is a hard to move the start of the English Premier League season, isn't it? Because there's just not enough room in the calendar. Steve, that is correct. In England, we have 38 league games,
2: the FA Cup, the League Cup, the Champions League or the Europa League. And then there are the mandatory international breaks imposed by FIFA, as well as World Cup, Confederations Cup, European Championship, World Club Championship. So there are so many games to fit in. And there's also the pressure for a mid-season break, which is common in most other countries. And Steve, if you think this is bad, just wait for the 2022 World Cup in Qatar, which, of course, takes place November-December, right in the middle of the European season. What chaos that is going to be. But I don't see any solution to the problem because less games would mean less revenue for clubs and less money for players. So I can't see any changes being made.
0: So much football. And to Stuart, the English Premier League's big game this weekend, Chelsea-Manchester United on Saturday.
2: With so many teams in contention for Champions League places, if not the Premier League title itself, these top-of-the-table clashes are going to be more significant this year than in some seasons. chelsea Manchester United is a massive game for both teams. After a poor performance last season and with a new manager, not many people expected Chelsea to start as well as they have. A win over Manchester United would not only keep them at worst, equal in points with the top, but would send out a strong message to all the other challengers. For Manchester United, currently in 10th place, they simply cannot afford another defeat. That Jose Mourinho is going back to Chelsea, where he made a reputation, adds to the intrigue. One big question is how will the international break have affected players, many of whom will have played two competitive games in the previous eight days? On the other hand, Manchester United players Marcus Rashford and Paul Pogba, for example, will return with confidence sky high after excellent results in the week. Chelsea have home advantage and would therefore be
0: favourites, but only just. Oh yes, anything could happen. And a Stuart excitement for us in Africa with the Nations Cup qualifiers, but um, not the same picture there in England. Premier League, Clubs
2: will not be excited about last week's Africa Cup of Nations games, from which Egypt and Liverpool's Mo Salah, Crystal Palace and Ivory Coast's Wilfred Zaha, and Liverpool and Guinea's Nabi Kater all returned with injuries. We of course have had the UEFA Nations League going on in Europe, and there have been some quite fascinating things happening. Joachim Löw's Germany, who won the World Cup in 2014, have now won only three of their past 13 matches. And remember what a dreadful World Cup they had. In the past week, they lost 3-0 to Netherlands and 2-1 to France. You may recall that I have been quite critical of England's World Cup performance, saying that they were lucky to reach the semi-final, losing three games on the way and only beating Colombia on penalties. Well, this week, England drew away to Croatia... Uh, who beat England in the World Cup semi-final and then beat Spain in Spain. The final score was only 3-2 but England won the game in the first half by taking a magnificent 3-0 lead and what was particularly exciting was that the average age of the England team was 23. Jaden Sancho got his first cap for England this week at the age of 18. Now, he was... A Manchester City player but decided to leave and play in Germany for Borussia Dortmund where he's getting regular game time, having started eight league games and come off the bench 11 times in the past season and a half. Compare that with the experience of his former uh, England Under-18 and Manchester City colleague Phil Foden. Foden decided to stay at Manchester City and he is yet to start a game for City in the Premier League. Perhaps Sancho made a wise move, leaving Manchester City to get game time. Steve, Gibraltar is a tiny country with a population of 32,000, situated on the southern tip of Spain. This time last week, they had never won a competitive football match. Now, they have won twice, beating Armenia and Liechtenstein in the Nations League. And that was not only their first win, but their first ever points in any competition as they lost all their qualifying games for Euro 2016 and the 2018 World Cup. Well done, Gibraltar. Finally, Steve, Billy Key scored a penalty last week for Accrington Stanley in League One. And that was the 12th penalty he has scored this season and last season. I can think of one or two Premier League clubs,
0: starting with Manchester City which might want to sign a reliable penalty taker. And I'd imagine you're thinking there of Algeria's Riyad Mahrez at Man City. Thanks, Stuart. That's it for the show for this week. But on social media, we're asking, can more African goalkeepers do well at big clubs in Europe? Earlier on, we heard from Cameroon's Andre Onana, who's the first choice keeper at Ajax in the Netherlands. But very few Africans have made it at big clubs in Europe. There's never been one in the English Premier League. You can go back and uh, think of Cameroon's Thomas and Kono and Joseph Antoine Bell before the turn of the century, but uh, can more African keepers make it? You can post a comment on our Facebook page, Planet Sport Football Africa, or send us a WhatsApp to plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. That's plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. From me, Steve Vickers in Harare from Solomon Ashams in South Africa and Stuart Weir in the UK, thanks a lot for listening and Planet Sport Football Africa is a passion for sport production.